we, we, we want to make sure you know how to quote the Lord is my shepherd I shall not want he making me to lie down in green pastures he restored my soul he leaded me in the paths of righteousness yea though I walk through the I shall fear no evil for thy rod and thy staff some people over there quiet that's all right yeah yeah I, I, and you want the people to be able to quote these scriptures and tell you where they are but many of the people that know these scriptures to heart don't know the god of that scripture welcome to the life experience a broadcast brought to you by life worship center where we're led by a dynamic duo bishop denzel and robin rule we are a church that lives in love operates in integrity walks by faith, and have been empowered by God. Stay tuned, there is definitely a life-changing word awaiting you. And now, here is Pastor Denzel with today's word. Shyness is illegal for the spirit-filled believer. And I'm going to tell you, shy people will always conform to this world. I don't care how spiritual you think you are, there are areas of conformation in your life if you are not bold. <sighs> you will have to go against the system. I've been saying this, I'm going to say this again. Those of you that sit in staff rooms without contribution, that's a disgrace. You got the Holy Ghost. Those of you that sit in staff meetings and you have no contribution, that's a shame. You are a believer. You're supposed to bring light. Everybody good? <laughs> no, something wrong with that. You have the Holy Ghost. You mean this, this company going the way it's going, doing what it's doing, and the Holy Ghost in you ain't got nothing to say? That we got a chance to make some difference and impact, and you tell me your Holy Ghost is mute? But then you come in here and holler? No, I don't need your, I don't need your holler in here. No, we got this. I need your holler there. Why are you quiet there? Why are you loud here and quiet there? Any questions? Tim, I want us to go over this area. How do we do this area? Any, any suggestions? And you walk out of that staff meeting and then tell somebody how good church was yesterday. What kind of hypocrisy is that? Arise! Shine! For thy light has We can't walk in the kind of miracles we talked about earlier in this service and, and the kind of manifestation, the kind of favor, the kind of increase, and you still scared? No, this comes with responsibility. This comes with a mandate. Huh. I'm going to say it again. We survive to thrive. We don't survive to exist. And many of us are just existing. And having good churching. Um, watch this. Um, in, in, he showed me something from Psalm 1 and 1 that we know very well. We know Psalm 1 and we shout verse 3. 
But look at Psalm 101, verse 1. Blessed is the man. Let's read it together. Ready? Read. Counsel of the ungodly, nor standeth in the way of sinners, nor sitteth in the seat of the scorn. That's enough right there. He says, blessed is the man that goes against the grain. Do you see that? That's, what, that's this whole thing that's saying, blessed is the man. Now watch this. Watch um, give it to me in the Amplified for me, um, please. Um, um, Vera, if you can. Um, do they have it here? Oh, they have it here. Read it for me, please, Vera. What it says in Amplified? Blessed. What does it mean to be blessed? Happy. What else? Fortunate. What else? Prosperous uh -huh. and enviable. Watch. She says, many of you, nobody wants your life. Your life is not being envied. You're not happy. You're, not, you're seeing so much misfortune and you're missing prosperity because you're going with the green. Or you, he says, happy, fortunate, prosperous, and enviable is the man who walks and lives not in the counsel of the ungodly, following their advice, their plans, and their purposes, nor, nor stands or submits and is inactive in the path where sinners walk, nor sits down to relax and rest where the scornful and the mockers gather. He says that if you want to see, if you want to be happy, fortunate, prosperous, and enviable, you got to go against the grain. Do you see this? This ain't chairs. You won't go where everybody knows your name. It's a young church. It's a young church. No, no, boo boo. You got to go where it's uncomfortable, where you got to stand out and be different. That's what we're called to. It ain't going to be the way you wonder all the time where you're always comfortable, that you ain't ruffling no feathers. We like, we like that one. I don't want to ruffle no feathers. You're supposed to. Glory to God. Uh, every now and then when you leave say what just happened but our our shyness our willingness to fill, fit in has inoculated us as believers hmm. when, I, when I first discovered this word inoculated inoculated and it's used in the context um, Kendra Call me on down. She says, boy, you know that word you mean? He says, you know, that's, that's a medical term that we use that when drugs lose potency, that it has no more effect. I said, wow. Look at the church. Lost potency. My God. Some of y'all drinking that medicine that expired five years ago. You might as well just drink Kool-Aid. Hallelujah. If you would tell me I wasn't going to get halfway through my, in, in, my um, introduction, I would not believe you. Wow. This idea about being conformed, the Lord gave me something, right? This crazy as I was before him, uh, he, he showed me something that just tripped me all the way out. Um. That this word gets so alive on the inside of us 
fills us so much that we almost become, I don't say silly or crazy or, or, or stupid or none of those, but I want to say all of them. That's how we will appear to those around us. We will appear that way. And we must be prepared for that. We got to be prepared to be the outlier. The Lord showed me something here in, um, oh, this is good. Oh, I didn't, let me see this. Let me see this. This is nice. Um, I mean, let me read this. So when the Bible tells us not to be conformed to this world, it is a call to, uh, to move us from being atmospheric to being warm-blooded. Okay? A cold-blooded animal, they are the animals where um, wherever they go, their internal temperature adjusts to where they are. Huh. Warm-blooded animals are the kind of animals, no matter where they go, their internal temperature remains the same. Right, uh, many of us are atmospheric, and that means whatever atmosphere we're in, we adjust to the atmosphere. But that should not be the believer to me. The believer, our internal temperatures, our internal presets ought to be set that no matter where we go, they remain at their constant. We're supposed to be K in the formula. Oh, Lord, y'all been in school for a long time. Y'all been in school for a long time. Yeah, man, those formulas that you learn in, in science when you get in grade 11 and 12, that there are these, 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 these constants, glory to God, uh, that remain, no matter where they are, they remain constant, glory to God. That should be the internal condition of the believer. Actually, let me take this even further. The Bible says uh, that when you are lukewarm, God spits you out of his mouth. Lukewarm means atmospheric. One more time. Lukewarm means atmospheric. That's the water you leave out the fridge. So whatever temperature it is outside, that's where the water sits. And the, the problem with the church is we have become atmospheric. Believers are atmospheric. Whatever the temperature is around us, that's where we sit. Believers living in neutral. Glory to God. They have a word for that in the Bahamas. Those in, those, those in the U.S., they know. Believers fetching. Y'all know when the car fetching? Dwayne had one car. That was the LeBaron, Dwayne, I think it was the LeBaron. I don't know. Dwayne had a car that couldn't, couldn't take reverse. Dwayne had a car that couldn't take reverse. Couldn't, wouldn't go in reverse. So, I remember... I used to borrow, I used to work right, right on the corner here, Seabreeze, not Seabreeze, uh, uh, Robertson Road and Mini Street, I was right there. And uh, I drive doing car to work. I used to park Superwash. So I had a little, had a little slope. So it's park Superwash. So it's time for me to leave. I put that bad boy in reverse and she just fetched. Put it neutral. I put it neutral and she fetched out into the road. And I can go straight. I, if I park, because where, where my office is right there, she flat. And if I fool around and drive the main car and pull up in there, I got to push that out the yard. 
Because she ain't getting replaced. And, and, and that's how many of us believers is. Glory to God. We go with the slope of the road. However, the road slope, that's the direction we go in. I, I watched something here. Um, this tripped me on. Mark chapter 4. This, 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 I, I've preached this text so many different times. Uh, but something got me this go round when I watched this, when I read this text. This is the one where um, they go on the ship. Jesus says, let's go to the other side. This is crazy. Jesus says, let's go to the other side. Um, they, they jump in the ship. A storm arose. Glory to God. <laughs> so good. A storm arose. Uh, Jesus gets up, here he is now, and he rebuked the wind and said to the sea, Peace be still, and the wind ceased, and there was a great calm. Verse 40 is what gets me. Watch this. And he said unto them, what did he say? Do you see the aggression in Jesus' voice? One more time, what did he say? Why are you so fearful? I went in that boat last night. I went in that boat, and I'm saying to myself, Lystra, um, I, I know you're the son of God. I know you're all-powerful. But did you just see that storm that was so crazy that it caused the boat to be filled with water? And I would have said to Jesus, Jesus respectfully, what kind of doctrine that is? That's like we inside here now and a lion run inside. I'll be on top of this thing right here. I'll be on top of that. I'll be on top of the right next to that light. I'll be sitting up there right next to that light. Don't worry about how you get up there. I'll be, right up, I'll be sitting up top there, right up there. And, and you imagine why you so fearful. Do you see the lion? Why is he so fearful? And I said, do you see the storm? And Jesus' answer is, no. Do you? He says, the problem is what we are seeing. And what we are seeing is the changing our internal condition. He says, the problem is never the storm. Your fear is never what's happening on, around you. Your fear is because of what is not in you. He says, your fear is never because of what's happening around you. Your fear is because of what is not in you. He said to me, tell them, son, there's nothing around them that has permission to affect their internal condition. So when they change, it's because they change, not because something changed around them. Jesus, Lord, have mercy. He says, when you find yourself <laughs> responding to your environment, it's never your environment, it's always you. I said, Jesus, man, hold on, man, this, this is a bit, I said, God, you really, you really want me to teach you like this? He said, just like that. Tell them that there's no external condition that has permission to change their internal condition. I'm like, God, that is not possible. He said, really? Did you not see me being crucified and say not a word? And you will shout at the power that raised Jesus from the dead to quicken your mortal bodies. You will shout when it comes to healing. You will shout when it comes to money. But now I'm telling you to go through storms as though you're walking in clear weather and you tell me it ain't possible. 
So you won't pick what's possible. And the problem is we ain't drunk with the word yet. There's a level of drunk in the promises of God where everything around you is subjugated to that promise. Everything around you responds because the, at the end of the day, we live from the inside out, not the outside in. Can I say it again? We live from the inside out, not the outside in. That's why, again, the text we've been giving you, 3 John uh, verse 2 says this, Beloved, I wish above all things that you prosper and be in good health, even as your soul prospers. What happens outside is going to be as a result of what is happening inside. Shout this, we live from the inside out. We live from the inside out, not the outside in. When you find yourself living from the outside in, check yourself. <laughs> we are designed to exist from the inside out and the reality that we live in is what we create from the inside. We got to believe this works. The key is this cannot be an experiment because it, 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 it demands an if. So we got to see if, we got to walk if, we got to prosper if, we got to say if. There's a continuous action. We are being, we are now engaging into a continuum glory to God where we got to stay and and commit ourselves that this is how we're going to live that we will dictate our reality based on what's happening internally let me just say this uh, please don't miss this there's never a time when the word should not be prospering within you put a third John 1 and 2 up there again you see it what it says even let's read this last line ready so prosperous Again, now, don't forget class. When you see this, don't miss this. Read it again. Even as thy soul prospereth. There got to be a continuous prospering of your soul. Something, something, the Lomari Sundabaliku Sundabaha. Can I, can I say that? Um, Something Holy Ghost said to me, he says, he says, the word of God is a seed. From the seed we get the plant that comes over, we got all these roots that, that shoot out. He says, when that, when that seed is fully uh, matured and begins to come forth, if a plant is in a pot, if you take that plant out that pot, you will see the roots all around the soil. Anyone ever see that? Like if they've been sitting there and that thing get to grow all up in there. When you, if you take it out of the pot, all you're seeing is, all you're seeing is what? All, do, you, do you realize that all you're seeing is the seed? That what happens when a plant grows is that the seed takes over the pot. It's roots. Yeah, I know, but it's seed. Because all that you're seeing came out of the... <laughs> That's why Jesus says in Mark 4, he says, if you don't understand this parable, you won't understand no parable. 
Because what happens is the seed must command the area. When you bust that, when you bust that, 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 that pot open, all you see is just like this. And it depends on the maturity of the plant. That, that, that seed will wrap it all around the thing and, and you, like, you, like it's hard to break away soil without breaking away seed. I know you call it roots, but it's all, it's all the seed. The seed commands the space. So there's no space where there is root where there is not seed and the bible says this is so powerful that the bible says this glory be to god that the seed that fell on stony ground didn't last because the the roots weren't allowed to take over the entire area oh god because stones stop the penetration of that seed glory to god and many of us got too much stones in us uh I wanted, I wanted to segue now into the whole story about Abraham. And I want you to see this. The whole idea about Abraham, why I'm using Abraham to make this point, um, is that God shows us how he reconditioned Abraham's mind. That's what he did. This whole process of this text is um, showing you the reconditioning of Abraham's mind. If you, those of you who've been here for long, you know how it goes. I will pick on, pick on, pick on this point, um, this Genesis 13, and then like in three more weeks, I can come to Genesis 13 and just open the whole thing up and be like, ah, I got it. I see how it's time, but I'm going to try to jump, jump, jump it a little bit to show you that what, what God did, God spoke a word over Abraham, and then he says, now let me condition you such that this word takes over your life. Let me position you that this word takes over, the, takes over your life. Um, now don't forget the things that happened before this happened. Then you start playing almost. Uh, the first thing that happens, he says you have to get rid of strife. All right? That's what he says. You got to get rid of strife. For this kind of manifestation, strife will fight against the word. Stri I wrote down three things um, here. That uh, offense, strife, and envy. They usually come together. Say them. Offense, strife, envy. You got to get rid of them. The, the three of them is operating with that whole operation with Abram and Lot. The freedom was an operation. Offense, strife, and envy. You got to get rid of them because they will stop the seed from filling the pot. They will stop the roots from spreading. So please don't go into 2022 with, the, with this last year's strife. Now here's the thing. Gia, this is what the Lord says to me. And um, I was supposed to stop, but I can't stop. I got to say this part. He says, many of us try to resolve the strife, the envy, and the offense with the person before we resolve it within ourselves. He said to me last night, I said, I said God, I said, why are you waiting now to tell me that? Because <laughs> you know, I taught on this before and I never saw that. He says, many of us, we, we hear this word and so we're going to make resolution with the person who we have offense with, the person we have strife with, or the person who we envious of, so we're going to make resolution. You don't go make res resolution with them until you resolve it within you. Why? Because if you don't resolve it within you, if you go to them and they say something crazy, you can go back to your old state. So before you can resolve it with me, you got to resolve it with you. Are you all hearing this? Don't go call the person who you have a strife with, who you're having a vibe with. Don't go call them and say, man, let's sort this out. No, don't, if you're in there, don't call them. Because you got to be resolved because this is about me. This, I, I, I want you to be straight, right? But this is about me. So I need to resolve this within me. And now I come into you. And if you respond crazy to me, I'm not leaving you mad. 
because I've already resolved it within me. I believe I'm helping somebody. I've already resolved within me that I am done with this. I didn't pray over this. I didn't repent. I didn't say, God, cleanse me, sanctify me. I didn't invite Holy Ghost into this, and now I come into you. And we say, I ain't going to talk to you no more. The Lord bless you. All right, God bless you. Goodness. I know I ain't getting away mad, and I ain't getting to text nobody. You wouldn't believe I go on to that joker, and I tell him this and that. No, I ain't doing that because I didn't resolve it within me. I ain't got nobody to text. I ain't got nobody to share this with because I didn't kill this within me because I got land to possess. I got an internal space to command. See, when these things are in your life, you cannot command your internal space. Thank you for tuning in to The Life Experience. You've been listening to a portion of a message from our pastor, Bishop Denzel Roll of Life Worship Center. We invite you to join us at any of our weekly services held at the C.H. Reese Auditorium, located Mini Street, just off of Robinson Road. For more information on our ministry, visit us at facebook.com slash the life experience or Instagram, hashtag LWC Bahamas. You can also contact us at our office, 601-5125. We look forward to seeing and hearing from you. Join us every weekday here on Glory 93.9 FM. Until next time, have a life-filled day.